Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. This is going to be an interesting show today, I can tell you right now. Uh, Zach or Autumn, will you make Luigi a co-host and unmute him? I had muted him by accident just a minute ago. We got two guests today that are going to run the show. I just, I'm just i only here to frame it up. Now I'm going to disappear into the background. We got Ogi Penev. You guys have seen him on multiple shows. And we've got a special guest host who is a published author, Luigi Caprion. And Ogi, Luigi, how are you guys feeling today? Fantastic. I told you guys, it's going to be an interesting show. All right. So here's what we're doing. Ogie has this thing called the 20 rules for REO. We're going to break it into two parts because there is no way we're getting through 20 rules today. Some of you are probably like, REO, what's that? It's a bank owned home. It's a foreclosure. Some of you know what REO is and you're thinking, dude, there's no REOs right now. Why are we talking REOs? Because they're going to come at some point. And even if you never want to do an REO, even if you have never done one, the rules we're going to talk about, some of them will apply to being able to work with buyers, being able to work with sellers, right? But some of them are specifically for REO asset managers, correct, Luigi? Correct. Okay. Because so, asset managers are a totally different seller. Right. So, so we're, yes. going to, we're going to frame up the opportunity. I just want to say one thing before we jump in. Um, I want to brag about uh, Luigi Caprio for a minute. So I'm going to share this on the screen. And Zach, if you want to drop this link into the chat later, this is a Luigi's book, World Class REO Agent. It has multiple names on the cover, but I'm going to be honest and tell you, Luigi wrote this thing. Okay. This is Luigi's book, World Class REO Agent. I get $0 if you buy it. In fact, Luigi gets $0 if you buy I it. I get $0 too, by the way. <laughs> right? This is just purely, if you want to go deep, do a deep dive in REO. It is probably one of the most complete how to do REO I've ever seen. And the, I, this is a brokerage agnostic show. If you're a guest watching this, we love you. It doesn't matter what company you're at. We do have a lot of people in our crew at eXp who are on here. There's the book, there you go. So I wanna make sure that if you are an eXp agent, you know about a couple opportunities. eXp has an in-house REO department. We actually have a director of special projects whose job is to bring in REO listings and assign them to eXp agents. You can actually get REO listings through eXp. So if you didn't know that, make sure you reach out. We can give you details on how to get connected. They actually have an internal relocation division, which is already assigning a ton of properties. So if you want to get connected to either of those, let us know. We'll get you, we'll get you dialed in. But anyway, I just want to turn this over to Ogi and Luigi. This is the 20 rules for REO. Probably we'll get through, I don't know, what do you think? five to 10, 10 of them today? The goal is to get to 10. So right. the other 10 next, next time. Game right, on. So <clears throat> this is the deal. I'm here, it, back in 2010, we had tons of REOs. I had to create rules for my team to work with the asset managers. So I came with 20 rules that everybody had to follow. Now I'm going to show you what my rules are. And I invited, we invited Luigi to judge me on if they're correct or not. So... <laughs> Well, don't don't be too harsh, man. Don't be, if it's wrong. <laughs> I, I believe he stole some of the rules for the book, by the way. But um, <laughs> thanks for being here, Luigi. <laughs> All right. So you're safe. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, can you allow me to share my screen so I can start with the rules? All right. Yeah. Uh, and give me a second. 
will. Nope, this is the wrong one. Well, while he's pulling up the right slideshow, I'm just gonna ask Luigi a question. Luigi, what is the most amount of listings you sold with a single REO client in a year, roughly? A single client or, or a multitude? Well, um, a single client would be 40. Okay. The reason I want to frame that up is people who don't understand the world of REO or foreclosures, Luigi made one contact with a single client and got 40 listings from that entity in a year. How many of you would like to meet an entity and get 40 listings from that entity and raise your hand if you're on camera, right? Like most people, REO is not for the faint of heart. REO is not for everybody. Jason Thorman is here and wearing the hat, black hat. Jason, wave your hand. Jason hey, Thorman is an REO veteran. Right, like he was part of our original crew and we used to spend our life. This is from 2009 to 2013. This is what we all did. And we sold hundreds of houses a year. So Ogie is a master at this, Luigi. I'm grateful you guys are here. I'm just killing time now, Ogie, you ready to rock? Yes, and one great thing is like when you're just at your desk and go, oh, I just got another three assets. <laughs> you just pick up your phone. <laughs> it's different, yeah. So. REO business, it's working with corporate clients. It's like having a huge administration that you have to deal with. So the rules are different. I mean, some of them apply to like a regular sellers, but you need to know the structure so you know how to handle the, this big administration that you have to deal with. So, all right, let's start with the first rule. And I'm going to go over that. And then, Luigi, I'm going to ask you to, to see what you think about it. All right. So, rule number one, avoid contacting your asset managers on the busiest days. And usually the busiest days, that's Mondays or end of the month. Mondays is because on during the, the weekend, a lot of bad stuff is happening with the foreclosure properties. And on Monday, everybody wants to know and tell the asset manager and they're bombarded with a lot of requests. So if it's not really urgent, avoid contacting the asset manager on Monday. Also, asset managers work on commissions. They, when they close a property, when they sell Actually a property. Bonuses. Bonuses, Actually bonuses. I apologize, bonuses. So, yeah. At the end of the month, they're pushing their closings to close so they can make up the bonuses. So avoid them, contact them on Monday and at the end of each month. Luigi, what do you think? Good rule? Yeah. Oh, that's a great rule. Uh, especially, especially at the end of the month, they have so many reports that, that they have to get out. And, and they have to write as many reports as we do. Uh, one thing dealing with REO, I'll, I'll just throw it in there because I haven't seen the 20 rules, is if it doesn't make sense, you still do it. Make sure it's legal, right? Don't, don't do anything <laughs> Ill, illegal. But the bottom line is it's like – what are they stupid? What What are they doing? This doesn't make any sense. Yep, uh, that's one of the rules, definitely. <laughs> is it, thank you. Okay, okay, I shut up. <laughs> I haven't seen the rules, so I mean, it's it totally friggin' insane. And there's exactly what uh, uh, Augie said is that um, it doesn't. Everyone is different. Like I have a government one, and it's just like it's just 
literally insane what they want you to do and how they want you to do it. So, yeah. yeah just, you, you, you uh, remember, as a real estate REO broker, you are there to support and help the asset manager in getting the job done. So you just have to help them. All right, let's move to the second rule. That comes with the first, um, the one I said, every asset manager has a goal. They have to close X amount of properties in order to get you know, their quota done or, and get their bonuses. So one thing that you can do is contact your asset manager in the beginning of the, beginning of the month and ask them, hey, what's the goal for the month? For the month? What can I help you with? And sometimes these are not just getting the quota done and bonuses received. Sometimes the asset managers have, we call it aged assets, which means something that it's a problematic and they have not been sold. It has not been sold for the last three months, which looks really, really bad for the asset manager. So if you want to help and be different from the other REO agents, just call or contact your asset manager, ask them, hey, what's the goal for this month? What can I help you deal with this month? Luigi? Yeah, no. Uh, definitely stay in communication. And as, as, as Augie said, usually they want to close at the end of the month Well, because if they close X amount, they get the bonus. So a lot of times we, we would actually, instead of having it close on the 30th, we would have it close on the 5th because then it would give us the whole month if something happened so, so, so that it would close. So, um, exactly. So like I bonuses said, are very important for them. Yep. <laughs> Your work for the asset manager, follow the lead. All right, number three, avoid calling your asset manager. Do not make phone calls. It's a, such a waste of time. Only use emails. I use phone calls only if the asset manager prefers it, but through the last 10 years, I maybe had one that likes to pick up the phone and has a have a conversation with me. Most of them use emails so because they're too busy. So avoid calling. You don't want to waste their time. Right. And so you'll you find out um, at the peak when you have a lot of REOs that they don't have time for phone calls. They don't have time to say, oh, I'm fine. How are you doing? They may have 400 files uh, on their desk. Now, the other side of it is when it slows down is – you can call them all the time because they're always bothering you because they have nothing to do and they're calling you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just wait for their call. Don't call. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, most, uh, are we, uh, most uh, asset managers do not like phone calls. Yep. All right. Next rule. So when you email the asset manager for some kind of a problem, problem or some kind of a question you want to find out and get instructions for Always, always give him your suggestions. Either one or the best, probably the best thing is to have two suggestions or two solutions to the problem that you are asking how to solve it. Because uh, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna email them, hey, I have this problem. Then they're gonna email you back, hey, what do you suggest we do? Then you're gonna email them back, 
I'm thinking of doing this and this. All right, crap, stop the crap. Just get to the point. Mr. Asset Manager, Luigi, I have this problem in my experience. This is this how we can handle it. If we do it this way, this is what's going to happen. If we do it in the second way, this is what's going to happen. Which one do you want me to, to start doing? So you're saving a lot of time and the asset manager can just send, send you a quick email and say, do this. And you just get it done. Yeah. So you got to realize is that you're the boots on the ground. And if you're an REO agent, you, you're, you're a property management person because you, you're managing that problem. And you ne- as, as, as Augie said, you never go to an asset manager and say, I, I, I have this problem. Please advise. In fact, I used to know an uh, asset manager that, that would D&U you from do not use when you would do that. When you go there, you tell them the problem and you tell them the solution. Yeah. And having you- two is, is probably a good idea if there are two. Are you agents are problem solvers. That's what you have to be. Everything. There's no bad job. Just get it done. All right. Now we're moving to number five, which is related to number four. When you have a problem and you make your suggestions, if the ask manager asks you and tells you that it has to be done in a different way and that you don't agree or you don't understand why, just do not ask questions why. This is how we have to do it. Have in mind that it's a corporate world. The asset manager works for a client. There's a certain rules, paperwork, legality of the whole thing. If they tell you to do something, do not question it. Just get it done. Yep. They have the rules that they have to follow. And, and some of them are just are off the wall. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. But so I, you I, just do them. Uh, they in don't the make beginning, sense. I was arguing like, why? This is stupid. We cannot do that. We're going to lose a lot of money. We can make it more efficient, faster. It just doesn't matter. It's, it's a system that you cannot change. Just get it done. All right. Moving to number six. So I told you guys, write emails. But have in mind, like Luigi said, every asset manager has maybe 500 assets, which means could be he's dealing or she's dealing with 300 agents. Imagine if every agent sends email today and the asset manager has to read the email for one minute and then respond for two minutes that's three minutes per email, 300. That's a 900 minutes. That's impossible to get anything done. Just responding to stupid emails. If you want to shine, if you want to be better than anybody else, write your emails with your suggestions and explanations in a way that your asset manager has to type yes or no. That's it. Every time you save one minute to your asset manager, your hero because one minute times 300 assets, it's 300 minutes per day. It's a lot of, a lot of work can be done. So just rephrase the, 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 the email. Hey, I, I want to do this because of this, this, just say yes or no. Ask the manager says, yes, get it done. That's it. Save time. And part of it is on your email, always put either the loan number or the ID number and, and the property address on the top because so they don't have to go looking and searching. So uh, that's very important. 
Exactly. So that connects to number seven. Anticipate the needs of your asset manager. When you send an email without specifying which property you're giving the history, you're going to waste your asset manager's time because he has to go back and look at which email you back, which property you're talking about, what's the asset number, what's the history of it, what happened. So just anticipate the needs of the asset manager. If you know the rules, let's say there's a flood or pipe broke and you know the rules, you have to go and stop the water. You have to get two bids. If it's over a certain amount of time, you got to get three bids. So, and then you don't wait for the asset manager to tell them, Hey, we have a um, broken pipe water. What, what do you want me to do? It's just, just get it done because you know that your asset manager is going to ask you for these things because again, it's administration. It's a part of the process that cannot be skipped. So you know the rules and anticipate the needs, get it done before you're being asked for it. And just realize your email is your lifeline to the asset manager. It's also the lifelines of saving your butt. So like, like Augie was saying, if you had a thing with a broken pipe, you would send an email. This is what's happening and this is what I'm going to go do. And you send it, right? Now you're off the hook. You're, you're doing what you need to do. And so um, it, it, it's in record now. So yeah. emails are, are – you save every friggin' email you get from, from uh, asset companies. Gotcha. All right. So number eight. Get to know your asset managers. They're weak and strong sites. Even though you're working with for one with one company in this inside of company in the company, you could work maybe with two, two or three different asset managers that they give you assets. They all do the approach to work in a different way. So you need to know which one what they like, so just do it the way they like it. Even if it's the same company same rules, sometimes it's done differently. So get to know your asset managers. Did you know yeah, all right. your asset managers? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I bet you this is <laughs> definitely happened. In the same company, one asset manager says, do it this way. And then the asset manager says, do it the different way. And it just... Exactly. Why? Why is that? But again, do not question it. Just get it done. There's a way to do it. Yep, that's right. So one of the sometimes one of the weak points is communication for the agent uh, for the with the asset manager. So you need to know how to communicate with them, how to remind them things. That comes to my next rule. Communicate with your asset managers on a such high level that they do not need to call you or email you for an update. When if they ask if they ask you what happened with this asset, this asset, you failed. If they ask you what happened with this repair, when it's going to be done, you failed. You don't need if your ask manager calls you or emails you. No, if it emails you, but if the ask manager calls you, then it's a problem. Then they couldn't get information by email, and they did not get an update. So this is really bad. Communicate on a high level so uh, your ask manager is happy. Yep. At least once a week, you should be sending an update 
even if nothing's happening. So realize you'll be doing tasks, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later probably. Yeah. So I'll go to number 10 and then we're going to, you know, ask questions and see what people think so we can get some Q&A going on with Luigi. So number 10 is when you're sending these updates, when you communicate with your asset manager, understand that you're dealing with administration, everything that goes in an email and comes from an email from them, it's an official legal notice and could be used in different reports. So when you're sending updates, when you're typing your notes, make sure they're correctly spelled, properly structured, so the asset manager can only just make a copy of the notes and forward it to their clients or their managers for an approval. You're gonna save a lot of time. So make sure everything you send, it's good enough just to be copy and paste in an official report or forward it to some upper management for approval. And it's so important that the, the more complete it is with all the details and what's happening, because realize they have to write reports. A lot of them have to write reports off of what you inform them. And, and if you just say, it's vacant <laughs> or whatever, that, that doesn't give them anything to write. So they have to actually write reports to how, what they're going to do with that property. Are we going to rehab it? Are we going to sell it the way it is? And, and like, this, this is something like, you say like, okay, the roof's bad, so it's a, but it's a great neighborhood and houses are selling quick, so why don't we fix the roof so we get the most price instead of selling at a discount? Or this house is a teardown, it's not worth spending the money to fix it. And a lot of the asset companies now are actually rehabbing the properties. So um, it's so important when you first get that asset that you that you are complete. I mean, I usually take anywhere from 150 to 200 something pictures so that I I have everything laid out. And then if it's a company that rehabs, I actually have my contractor go out and he actually puts everything out. Okay, we do this, do that, ch change the kitchen, and and he sort of gives me an idea of cost. And we'll talk about BPOs later, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. So, um, you know what? It's 10 rules. I'll just uh, stop the presentation. We'll continue the, the presentation next Wednesday with Luigi for the next 10, so we have more time to talk about it. Right now, I just want to open it for some um, Q&A. Um, I know you guys have a lot of questions probably for Luigi, REO properties, how to handle it, how to get him. And... Um, I see a um, good friend of Jason's ours, here. Jason, hey, Jason. Jason Torman here that's done uh, a thousand REOs probably. And uh, Jason, what do you think he about the roof, He had assets man? in Hawaii. He had assets. Jason, out of the 10 rules so far, which one do you think is the most important? Um, I'd probably say the one where anytime you have a problem, come up with a solution. That's the best way for them to remember you and add value, I think is clutch. And yeah. the first one, don't bug them on busy days. Yeah. No, I agree. We are problem solvers and we're not just like a regular real estate agents. REO agents have to know, have, need to have a lot of other skills. And big thing is 
problem solving. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. I, Jason, have you had any crazy stories with properties repairing? Tell me something. Give us something. Uh, I guess most of the crazy stories are kicking out tweakers and squatters and that stuff, <laughs> which I enjoy. It's fun now. Yeah, that's a whole other world. <laughs> yeah. You never go early morning and you never go after three. Yeah. yeah. Mainly oh, because I remember still sleeping early morning and then they're all hanging out on the corner after three. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the one with the gun. I remember you were talking, you know, you walk in the property and some guy with the gun comes out, puts it in there and said, thanks, man. I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, later. <laughs> later. See you later. Wrong house. <laughs> Wrong house. So, so, so one thing I, I think I already stressed it is that that first BPO, that first information you give to the asset company is the most important because that's going to set the, the grid to what's going to happen with that. I mean, if you're off and you're not thorough, it, it's going to be problems all the way through. Guys, do you have any questions for Luigi or me, Jason, anything specific for REO properties, bank home properties, how to deal with asset managers? So will you get into where they can sign up and start being re recognized uh, on the next 10? Uh, you know what? Uh, we have some time. Why don't you just give some, uh, some pointers how to start in the REO if you want to handle bank-owned properties, where to sign, where to start, what to learn, and what you need to have ready. The great thing is we have platforms now. We, we have ResNet, Equator, P P Pyramid are probably the main platforms. Um, and so that's where they go to find their agents, right? So if you're not signed up on, on these platforms, they're not going to know who you are. Uh, the, the other side of it is, is like people like me, this, oh, it's being recorded. Okay. And no, <laughs> is, is a lot of times you can get into an asset company uh, by taking properties in bad areas, right? Or that are far way away. I, I got one asset that's, three hours away right now. And I get another one that's uh, four hours away. So, and they're in two different directions, by the way. Um, so uh, uh, I take assets everywhere so that I'm, uh, so I get FaceTime. I'm still involved with them because there's just not that much happening right now. Remind so, me, I read the, I read the book, but in the book, you guys have a spreadsheet or huge list of all the asset management companies in the States that people can go and sign up? Right, right. Okay. And sign up in the individual asset companies, right? Yeah. That's important. And then they usually, a lot of times they'll filter it out every six months. So you, you, you have to keep checking to make, make sure that you're active. In order to sign up, do you need anything special or just your well, worker license and, you know, and- well, Pyramid's free, uh, and, and then there's two levels. I'm a premier level where I could actually have 10 addresses, and I actually have five addresses um, here in Northern California. Oh, so, okay. Maybe, maybe agents don't know why addresses are important. Would you just give a quick oh, explanation? Well, usually you have to be within 20 miles of your address is what they look for. Chase, Chase used to be... 10 miles, but then they had too many different agents they had to work with. <laughs> so uh, I believe they went, went back to 20. So, so like one of my offices is right in the middle of Roseville, Rockland, and Lincoln. 
And so I get to cover all three of those cities because of where I have my office. So um, having the address strategically strategically point, uh, placed, it allows you to get more, more assets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So yeah. if an asset manager looks for an agent within five miles of the area of property, then you pop up. But then if they go right. another 50 miles away, you still pop up because you have an office over there too. Exactly. And they, and they have to justify who they pick. So uh, I use things like uh, executive suite. I mean, it's got a receptionist who doesn't answer our phone numbers, but, but it's got a conference room. It's got, it's got everything. It's an office. It's where all the, all the mail goes, but, but that's an address. And, and it's easy to have them when you're using these, these companies that actually you can either rent an office or you could just rent the mailbox and the, and the uh, title of address. Man, we can talk about REO for hours. <laughs> All right, so we went over 10 rules. Next week, we're going to go over 10 more rules. Um, if you guys have more questions for Luigi next time, he'll be around. Go ahead, take a um, get the book. It's not expensive. It, it's a really good read. I, ha, I, wrote, um, I read it. it. It's really nice. It's gonna, you guys going to learn a lot. And there's a list of all the asset management companies, so you don't have to go and look for them. They're just right there. It's going to help you sign up very, very easily. All right. Anything, last words before we... Yeah, we got a minute here. What we were saying is if it doesn't make sense and they ask you to do it, you still do it. Example, uh, I had one where, where they sell on auction. And, and it's just like, why are they selling it on auction so low price? I just can't believe it. Why are they selling it on auction so low price? Look at all the money they're losing. It was driving me nuts. And then I realized they just service the account. They're not losing the money. <laughs> Don't yeah. Don't ask the decision. Why did this this has to go that way? Just get it done. Just 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 get it done. If yeah, just get it done. All right, guys. I uh, hope you got good information from me, Luigi, Jason. Um, hopefully, we'll um, just join us next next Wednesday again. We're going to continue okay, the uh, yeah. uh, I can't be here Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Me and Wednesday. me and we uh, me and uh, Jesse will continue with that, and we'll we'll hang up and uh, we'll get more information for you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a nice day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.